You're listening to a sermon podcast from Agape Baptist Church, recorded live from our Sunday service. Good morning, church. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. This is the word of the Lord. All right. The Lord bless you, church. So, uh, first of all, if uh, you are new among us, uh, if you're sitting here, uh, I wanted to remind you uh, that I uh, encourage you to scan this uh, card so that you can connect with us, okay? So we can get to know you. Uh, and those who are, of you who are online, uh, you have the QR code on the screen. Um, then uh, you, we can become part of our family, okay? And for, for doing so, uh, you will be able to choose one of the books and we will... Uh, uh, so we can bless you with that, okay? Now today, uh, we continue with our uh, Christmas sermon series of good times uh, for good news for bad times. Good news for bad times, okay? Discovering uh, true Christmas cheer even in the depth of, of uh, life's misery, right? Because sometimes life is hard even during Christmas season. Now for many people, Christmas is a time of celebration, Right? We are very happy, we see all the lights, we hear all the Christmas songs, we see all the presents, and we're just anticipating. And uh, every day I, in my home, my, my kids would tell me, Uncle Tu, I can't wait for Christmas. And uh, of course, they are waiting for, for, for the presents, to, to time to open the presents. And so in the midst of all this joy and celebration, uh, the reality for some of us is not so joyful and um, because they are in the midst of something that they can't get out of and uh, there is no light at the end of the tunnel and some people even dread Christmas because it reminds them of how lonely they are everyone else is gathering in family somewhere celebrating but they are excluded somehow and uh, even worse there are some people who really want to be a part of celebration, but they have been uh, purposely excluded for whatever reason. Everywhere they turn to, they know that they are not welcome. So recently, uh, my wife and I witnessed an incident at a uh, children's playground. Uh, an eight-year-old girl committed the cardinal sin of playground. She said the four-letter word. And then immediately, all the children banded together, ran to another place. She couldn't get, get back into the group anymore. She tried, but they just know, no, you can't come play with us anymore. Essentially, she was canceled by the children. Now, this is a microcosm of our society. Some of us are excluded because of something that we have done and we, are, we regret. But some of us are excluded due to no fault of our own. 
Some people just don't want to be around us. And maybe you are one of those in our church. Uh, maybe you are hearing our message online. And uh, perhaps some, of, some people out there even feel like they are excluded from churches. They don't feel welcome for whatever reason there is. But I want to tell you, if you are lonely, if you feel excluded, if you think that no one cares, our God cares. He really cares. In today's story from the Gospel of Matthew, we see Jesus caring intensely about a man who was totally excluded from his society. And we will see the journey, the faith journey of this man and the compassionate response of Jesus. So I'll take us through the sermon this morning in these three points. The pain of being excluded, the cry for being, being included, and then thirdly, the gift of being restored. So the pain, the cry, and the gift. So first, the pain of being excluded. Human beings are social beings, right? We need to be interacting with other people in order to live a meaningful life. So it is very painful when we are cut off from social interaction with other people. So this is why young children are afraid of time out. Go there, no one sees you. And older children uh, don't like to be grounded. And uh, adult prisoners are terrified by the punishment of solitary confinement when they are totally cut off. Now today's scripture begins with a man who was excluded from his community, as I mentioned earlier. We read this in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him. A leper approaching Jesus and the crowd when he should not be close to them at all. Now, leprosy was, uh, in those days, was a very fear and despise a disease. It's such a, such a terrible disease that uh, in the Bible, uh, in the book of Leviticus, there are two chapters dedicated on this issue of leprosy. And uh, we can read part of it uh, from uh, chapter 13, verses 45 and 46, about how a leprous, leprous person should be, uh, should be treated. Okay? The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes, let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lips and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. So a leprous person, in other words, should warn everyone around him visually as well as audibly. And furthermore, if you are a leprous person, you can't live in the city anymore. You have to live outside, away from your community. And you are denied access to the market, to the places of employment, 
even the synagogue and churches are not welcome, and your family and friends are cut off from you as well. So most of us have a sample, a little sample of this uh, last year during the lockdown period, right? When we are restricted from our social activities. But that's just a small sampling of the life of a leprous person. Now, furthermore, leprosy was also considered as a uh, curse of God. And we see this in the Old Testament in the book of Numbers. When Miriam, uh, the, the sister of Moses, spoke against him, God struck her with uh, leprosy. And then Aaron, the brother of uh, Moses and uh, uh, of Miriam, uh, described it this way. Sorry, the condition. Let her not be as one dead, whose flesh is half eaten away. In other words, a leper is considered as a walking dead. You are going to die sooner or later. The body will decay and rot away. And then because, because this is a curse of God, the suffering also is considered as self-inflicted. You have what you deserve. You have done this to yourself, deserving no compassion. So now while leprosy is no longer a problem in Singapore, if you look around, we still have people who are excluded, somewhat like the lepers. They are not in community like most of us. So let me ask you, do you know who they are? Do you know where to find them? Because most of them are out of our view. Okay? Now, I'm going to just lay, name uh, three groups of people like this. Certainly not a comprehensive list. There are many, many more uh, among this group, but they are excluded. Okay? Some of you will know them, but I'm not going to name all of them. Okay? So the first group is uh, people with special needs such as those with autism, Down syndrome, and all kinds of mental and uh, physical disabilities. Uh, in a way, they are not totally excluded, uh, but in the same way, they are not really fully included. When we see them, we keep a distance. When they come to our church, they know that uh, the toilet is not possible, not accessible to them because there are stairs. And the second group, are people who identify themselves as uh, LGBT. And this is a group that are often maligned by, by churches and Christians, and uh, they're excluded from certain social circles, and, uh, and they feel that church is not their friend. A church is a place that they are not welcome, excluded, right? And then thirdly, are people who are not vaccinated. Now, I understand this is a very highly sensitive topic to talk about these days. Um, and so I want to say that, okay, I am fully vaccinated now. Okay, for a time, I was not. And I do feel the pain of this group of people. And uh, I feel that if I didn't bring this up today, I would not be a faithful servant of the Lord, and I will also not be discharging my duty as your pastor to highlight their plight. So stay with me, if you will. So first of all, how many of you do know someone who is not vaccinated? 
I see a few, quite a few hands. Okay, and how many of you know what is life like for them? You know, okay. Some of us don't. Some of us have forgotten because life is pretty normal for us anymore. We can go everywhere; nothing is restricted, and they're left out of the social circle because it's just too troublesome for all their friends to adapt to the restriction of their of their situation. So they go out their merry way, and they're left alone by themselves. And some of their friends and family think that it's too dangerous to be around them. Better not be with them, either endangering them or be endangered by them. And if they happen to be hospitalized, they will not be able to receive visitors. And if an unvaccinated woman is giving birth in the hospital, depending on the hospital, she may not. Be allowed to have family members or her husband to be by her side during such a time. So people being excluded is not only inconvenient; it is also painful. That brings me to the second point: the cry for being included. So in our pain, we always look for relief, right? So we look at all the different options. We want to find something. We want to place our faith in something that we think will help. And sometimes, we place our faith in the wrong place, even things that would be、uh, harmful to ourselves. For instance, we might place our faith in online gaming because we feel that we can find some community、uh, people that play the same game,、uh, or we might. Find a false sense of intimacy through、uh, pornography, or some kind of sexual escape. Feel that we are accepted momentarily, or some of us might even uh, uh, turn to、uh, substance abuse to numb the pain. Now we do all these things because we have faith that it will help us to some degree. I believe the leper in our story. Have also tried many different things, but none of them have delivered. So you know what happens, people, when you try and try many, many things, and、uh, and you have reached the end of the road, and there seems to be no more options left. Feels like a place of desperation, right? But you know, that's a place when God is leading you. To Jesus, this is exactly what happens to our leper. Because he knelt down before him, Jesus, saying, "Lord, if you will, you can make me clean." This is a pivotal moment of his life. His misery is about to end. This is the beginning of his faith journey, coming to Jesus. By his faith. Now, what is faith? In the book of Hebrew, chapter eleven, verse one, it says, "Faith is now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The things you hope for and things not seen. That's faith. So this leper that we are reading about wrestled with five things on his faith journey." 
The first one is initiative. His journey of faith began with the first step towards Jesus. Something compelled him. This time I'm going to approach Jesus. Maybe he knew of his Bible. He, he, he heard about a Syrian general by the name of Naaman who was healed of leprosy. But he didn't see it. Only a story. So just like many of us, his faith led him to Jesus through things unseen. The second thing is risk. Our leper had to overcome risk to see Jesus. You see, Jesus was surrounded by a large crowd. For him, a leper, he should never come close to anyone. He had no place to approach and get closer to them. Certainly they will despise him. Certainly they will, they will tell him to go away. Certainly, even if they don't say anything, they will be thinking that you, you, you shouldn't be here. He can feel the pain. But faith enabled him to risk facing the pain of rejection in order to meet Jesus. And thirdly, worship. We see in the, the verse that we already read earlier that he knelt before Jesus. Another translation, New King James Version, said he worshipped Jesus. He knelt as he worshipped Jesus. Before Jesus had done anything for him. Not because he knelt. He worshipped him not because of what Jesus has done. He worshipped him because Jesus is Lord. He did not worship him not because Jesus is his miracle healer. So worship is without condition because worship is about God, not what he can do for you. This is worship. We worship him because he is God. And the fourth thing is surrender. Our leper says, Jesus, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. If you will. He was not presumptuous. He didn't say, you must. If you love me, you will do this. If you have the power, show me. If you will. I don't deserve it. It's completely up to you. For him, Jesus is Lord. Whether Jesus cleanses, cleans him or not. And fifthly, confidence. The leper has confidence that Jesus can make him clean. Lord, you can make me clean. He didn't say, give it a try. Let's see what happens. You can make me clean. I am confident. And notice that he did not ask Jesus to heal him, though that would be very helpful. He says, make me clean. And so what he's thinking is more than physical healing. What he's thinking is that he wants his relationship with people and with God to be restored. Clean, make me clean so everyone will accept me. So I don't know what situation you are in. I don't know the specific pain that you may be suffering from. And I don't, I don't know how long you have been enduring it. But one thing I do know, 
I know that whatever drives us to Jesus is a good thing. Just like the desperation of our leper. Sometimes our worst times are meant to drive us towards the best times with Jesus. So people, don't waste your emotional or physical pain and drown yourself in depression and helplessness. Let that drive you to Jesus. And thirdly, the gift of full being restored. Now, inclusion is a, it's a big thing nowadays, right? And uh, the Western culture actually frowns on, on any rules that will exclude uh, any, any, any people, okay, certain population. Okay, this rule is not fair. Okay, discrimination, no good. So a common solution uh, these days is oftentimes just to do away with the laws or change the rules so that more people can be included. Now, according to this, to this kind of thinking, Jesus was, should just abolish all the rules in the Old Testament for lepers. Don't need to announce all of these things. Don't need to keep them away. Just let, them, let him mingle around all of you. Everything will be fine. Of course, this is not what Jesus did, right? So at this moment, imagine, the lepers is kneeling in front of Jesus, very near, no more social distancing, very near, right here, okay? And then the large crowd behind him, also very close to Jesus, too close for comfort. And they are probably feeling a little bit upset about the situation, okay? They might be hoping that Jesus would scold this, this person and put him in his right place. You know, they hope Jesus is to say, get away from us. Don't you know you are breaking the social distancing rule? You are endangering our lives. What will happen if your leprosy spread to some of us and then it spreads further and further? You are jeopardizing my, my ministry by turning this into a super spreader event. Go away. Jesus did nothing like that. What he did was totally unexpected and seemingly unnecessary. This is what Jesus did. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. He stretched out his hand, the man who was kneeling in front of him, and touched him. Now why? Because in Leviticus chapter 5, it actually says anyone who touches uncleanness also becomes unclean. Jesus didn't have to touch the person. He could just say the word, the leper would be healed. In fact, the next story from after this one is a centurion that came to Jesus and said, uh, Lord, can you heal my servant? Okay? It's not, he was away from his home. His servant was somewhere else. And Jesus healed that servant remotely without ever seeing him. Jesus didn't need to touch this man to heal him. So by his touch, Jesus is showing that he is willing to risk being contaminated for the sake of the leper. His touch filled the deepest emotional needs 
of a man who longed for human connection. His touch signals that to this man, although everyone else may reject you, you are my friend. And then Jesus says, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. The leper was cleansed immediately without any delay. Now, if he had the uh, Trace Together app, it would turn green immediately everywhere he goes. Yes, come on in, come on in. Before, no, you can't come in here. Okay, come on in. Life resumes per normal. And there's no expiry day. You don't have to worry about what will happen three months, five months, 12 months from now. You will stay green forever. Our leper started his faith journey with a step towards Jesus. He ended with a gift of miracle healing and full restoration among people and with God. This Jesus that we are celebrating for Christmas is willing and able, and nothing is impossible for him. Now, this miracle healing of leprosy is big news because in those days, there was no cure. So the headline news should be a cure is found for leprosy. Everyone should know. The crowd behind should go and spread this news to everyone. This man should tell everyone he knows. Translated that today, the headline news should be breaking news. A cure is found for COVID-19. All new mutations, variants are eradicated for good. Life returns as to, as to usual, effective immediately. No more masks. No more vaccine. No more fist bump. You can shake hands. You can hug. You can sing in church or anywhere. You can travel anywhere without restriction. And everyone is clean regardless of vaccination status. But Jesus seemed to put cold water on this enthusiasm. Because the next line, he tells the leper, see that you say nothing to anyone. But this is good news. Why say nothing to anyone? Because Jesus didn't want the good news of healing to overshadow the good news of salvation. If it's all about healing, people will come to him and worship him because he can heal. Not because he is Lord. Now, first of all, Jesus demonstrated that healing physical suffering is important when he healed this leper. But his core mission to this world is to rescue our souls. He came to cure the incurable and more deadly disease of sin. Infection rate, 100%. Death rate, 
all of mankind will perish without hope. Not a single person can be saved without Jesus. So what is the point of a doctor curing your flu while ignoring your cancer? Bad doctor, right? So what is the, what is the point of Jesus curing our sickness while ignoring our ultimate destiny of death? Not very useful. Because one day, all of us will die from diseases, accidents, or old age. We know this, but Jesus announces the ultimate good news. John chapter 11, verse 26, he says, And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Never die. Do you believe in Jesus? If you do, you shall never die. There's nothing to be afraid of. And everyone who believes in Jesus will be included in the kingdom of God, no matter how excluded you are in this world. And death will not be the end, but the beginning of eternal life. Now, how is this possible? What does it take for this amazing act of inclusion to be, become our privilege? The cost is that Jesus experienced the utmost exclusion so that we may be included. He took our place of death so that we may have life. We are included not by abolishing the laws, but because Christ has fulfilled all the laws. At the end of his life, Jesus was excluded like a leper. He received the curse of God by dying on the tree. He was rejected by the religious leaders and crucified outside the city. Like a leper, he became unclean by the leprosy of sin which engulfed him. He who knew no sin became sin for us. And the same hand that he reached out to touch a leper was stretched out on the cross and nailed. And in his darkest hours, he was abandoned, deserted by all his friends and disciples, hanging there alone. And moments before he died, Jesus cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt the complete and total exclusion from even the community of Trinity. Human excluded him. His father excluded him. And that pain was much more painful than the, than the excruciating pain on the Roman cross. For people, our Lord knows the pain of being excluded. And that is why he went through such length so that we will never be excluded in the kingdom of God. 
Our pain on this earth may or may not end, but we can be assured that one day everything broken will be fully restored when we see him face to face. And that is why Jesus was born on the Christmas day so that we can be with him. He was born to die for us so that we may have eternal life with him. So people, if you are not a Christian among us, I welcome you. I'm glad that you are here. And you are not here by accident. Our Lord has has orchestrated the event in your life so that you are here today to hear how much he loves you. To hear how much he wants to include you into his kingdom. Now many people have heard about Jesus but never taken a step towards him. And today, I want to encourage you. Take that first step. Take that first step towards Jesus. Ask the friend who brought you here, invited you here, to tell you more about Jesus. Ask one of us. Connect with one of us later. We would love to walk with you. And if you're online, after the service, there will be a phone number that you can see. You can connect with us that way as well. Okay? Take the first step of faith towards Jesus. This is the best Christmas gift that you will ever receive. Your life will never be the same. Just like the leper. He took a step and his life will never be the same. This is a gift that our Lord wants to give to you. Now let's pray. Father, we are so full of gratitude that we are included in your kingdom by the blood of Jesus. If there are anyone who have lost their community, Lord, use us to touch them and bring them into our community and help us to be a grace-filled, inclusive community for your glory. So all who feel unwelcome will once again be welcome into our midst. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast. You can find more of our sermons online on our website at www.agape.org.sg.